Welcome to The Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are in Season 2, Episode 29, the very best one yet. Grillsman Inc. and The Daily Grind are coming together this holiday season, giving away one week's worth of meal plan valid at $125 for free. How to enter? Be sure to follow on Instagram, Grillsman and The Daily Grind, and we'll be selecting one winner on December 31st. Who doesn't want to miss out on saving time, saving money, eating clean, right to eat, delicious meal plan. So enter today and happy holidays. And here's your fast fact of the day. Did you know almonds are a member of the peach family? So it falls underneath and you'll be surprised actually if you search a lot of different nuts uh, are in the stone fruit related to the cherry, plum, peach, and apricot. And they're used in culinary sense. In addition, chocolate makers use 40% of world's total almonds in making delicious chocolates. There's your fast fact of the day. I would like to keep the introduction short. We have a special guest on today. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Sabrina. She's the founder of Basically Gourmet, bringing life to your kitchen one dish at a time. She lives and works in Birmingham, Alabama. So welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm excited to have you on the show, Sabrina, and talk more about your daily grind and share uh, your story with our listeners out in the world. So first and foremost, can you tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Well, yes. Yeah, so my name is Brina. Um, I am from Alabama. I grew up here, which is pretty crazy since both of my parents immigrated here. So I'm a first generation America, American who, um, who spent her whole life in Alabama. So most people think that's pretty crazy since a lot of people from overseas don't even know where Alabama is on the map. But, um, but yes, I grew up here. And my parents still live a couple hours away, and I moved from the Huntsville area to Birmingham back in 2008 to go to school. Um, So that's been really cool, and I've stayed here since. And I ended up going to UAB, if anybody's ever heard of UAB. It's a really great school, Uh, but I went there for undergrad, and then I decided to continue on to do physical therapy. And um, me and my husband ended up meeting, and we just decided to stay here. So I am a physical therapist here in Birmingham, Mm -hmm. along with a wife and a dog mom and a daughter and a daughter-in-law, so a lot of things. (laughs) Wonderful. You have quite the grind going on, Sabrina. Uh, We're excited to learn more about your story again further on in this episode. Uh, you mentioned right away you're a physical therapist. How'd you become interested in, in studying physical therapy? And for our listeners out there too, I think you're a first person in that area on the daily ground, to be honest, that specializes in physical therapy. So yeah, t- tell us more. What motivated you to study that? So, I mean, just being real, I'm not one of those people that always knew what I wanted to do. It wasn't like I was 
in middle school or high school and was like, oh, I'm going to be a physical therapist. This is what I want to do. I kind of knew I wanted to be in some form of health care. And that was the path I set myself up on. And literally, I woke up one day and I didn't realize that UAB even had a physical therapy program because uh, my mom was going through physical therapy and it just clicked in my head. And I was like, that would be so great. And I think I was struggling at the time with trying to find what the perfect job for me would be, which I think a lot of people may get stuck on. And I realized that we don't have to focus on the perfect job. We just have to choose something we like and, and go for it. So that's kind of what I did with physical therapy. It was something I was interested in. I liked it and I just made the decision to go for it. It may not be perfect for me, but um, that's kind of the motivation I had behind it. And literally all, everything fell into place. It was uh, quite a beautiful process from just deciding to applying to getting accepted. Um, It was really, really cool for me. I did, I definitely didn't expect it to go that way, but I think that just having that positive thought really helped. I, I really think it did. I know that sounds really like crazy, but I felt like just me imagining it happening made it happen. And, um, and also physical therapy for people who don't know, it's a really flexible, flexible lifestyle. So I knew I wanted to have a family. I knew I didn't want to be behind a desk all day. So those were things that kind of checked off in my mind and um, they had it. So that's wonderful. That's so I went for it. Yeah. Great to hear Sabrina. Uh, yeah. Go, go Tigers for those AU uh, alum out there or people that are currently attending the school, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> we're blazers we're Auburn blazers. over there. So we're the blazers over at, at uh, Birmingham. We don't really have any rivals. I don't think. <laughs> I think uh, UAB kind of stays out of it as far as I know. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> but you hit the nail on the head in regards to uh, finding something that you enjoy, something that you're passionate about. And we preach a lot about that on the daily grind here talking about, you knew what your values are and what you're interested in. So it just kind of the, the, you connect all the dots to to where you are so far in in your in your journey I guess and what what you do on your own daily grind and whatnot and to pursue that doctorate do you specialize in a certain area in physical therapy right now or currently right now I'm working with the geriatric population which is just funny that we're even in this interview because I'm also in the per- process of purchasing a pediatric physical therapy practice so I will be um, interacting with both but Really, the way that our program is set up is that when we graduate, we graduate being able to do any specialty. So I personally love orthopedics. Um, I think that's one of my favorite settings. And soon enough, I'll be hopefully pretty specialized in pediatrics. I'm already, I already really love working with kids. And so that's a new thing that I'm adding to my plate, <laughs> adding to the daily grind. <laughs> daily grind. I like it. Hey, yeah. Perfect timing. Uh, just having, you yeah. know, I feel like we do, I feel like I have a really good job of hitting it right with uh, connecting with others uh, via uh, social media or just in person or out and about. So uh, we we get them right in the in the heart of the, of of their grind. Which yeah, is, you which picked is great. you yeah. picked up on the vibes for sure. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew it's coming. So yeah, speaking of like perfect timing. So how do you to to balance what you what you you studied a ton, you know, to become a physical therapist? How do you find your love for cooking and that entering the picture and starting basically gourmet? 
Well, I think that cooking um, all through, I started cooking when I was with my mom when I was really young. And I mean, I like to attribute the cultural background to my palate, but I've met some people that have crazy cultural backgrounds and they have a pretty, they don't really care about food as much. So I don't know, but I think for me, at least it did help because I had, you know, American food and then we would eat Italian food we would eat Middle Eastern food. And so all of those flavors were just, um, they just really were interesting to me. And I always loved helping my mom. And so that was something that uh, initially, I think got me into the kitchen. And then as I got to college, I met a group of friends, and we all just loved getting together. And so the number one thing you want to do when you get together is laugh and eat. So we would cook and have potlucks, and we would invite really everybody we knew to just come over and eat with us. And that is a huge part of where um, where it kind of kicked off. And I just continued with that. It was one of my love languages. I would love cooking for people and hopefully cooking things that were good. Because when things didn't turn out good, I do get kind of upset, but, <laughs> but I'm working on that. So I think cooking in my mind helped bring people together. And that's something I just absolutely love. And that's been the basis of, I think, my cooking passion. Wonderful. That that's great. You know, I I would say likewise. Just getting frustrated at uh, something doesn't turn out right. But hey, you know, there's there's better things out there, and you can do better or improve upon a recipe. Or uh, I guess sometimes things happen for a reason too. If yeah, I try to welcome the challenge now, and my husband gets to eat whatever I make. So I'm like, don't worry, next week it'll be less spicy. <laughs> so that's great. It's it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we were talking offline before. You just started uh, basically gourmet or your Instagram in in May, if if I'm correct. And then you also yes. have your your website as well. So yeah, tell us the story behind the the brand name and also um like latest and greatest on on basically gourmet. So I think the name, I actually had been thinking about this for a while. I know a lot of, uh, over the past years, all my girlfriends that we all are great cooks and I always tell them that, but for some reason they were just always like, Sabrina, like you're such a good cook. What did you make? Like, and they would, I guess their thoughts of the things I made were just so extravagant and in reality, they weren't, they were so simple. And I always felt like I was like, no, you can do it. It wasn't, it wasn't complicated. And so they were like, well, you just need to send me a video or just send me your recipes or send me what you're doing. And so over time, I think it was their push and, and their encouragement. And, they were, and I was like, well, I mean, you're right. I guess I do cook all the time and people do enjoy learning. So I was like, I might as well just do it. And I thought about it for a while. I mean, it sat for a while and I thought about different names. And then I think with the feedback I would always get from people being like, Oh my gosh, what did you make a feast? Or this is crazy. How did you make this? And uh, the truth that it was so simple made me come up with basically gourmet. It's like, you may think it's like gourmet, but I mean, it basically is, but it's actually really, really simple. So I wanted people to feel comfortable with the recipes, but also know like, Hey, this is something you may get in a restaurant, but it's something you can attain at home. It's just, on that lesser, more comfortable, casual, laid-back scale. Yeah, like, uh, I would say people like myself or daily grinders out there that are not, you know, no expert in the kitchen by any means, but we're able to, uh, you know, take one of your recipes and, and create in our own kitchen. Yeah, that's the hope. It's kind of like, hey, someone may think homemade meatballs and homemade marinara sauce is something that's just like, wow, like, 
you know, which it is, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful dish, but at the same time, you know, you may get that in a gourmet restaurant or a restaurant that uses these high quality ingredients. And the truth of the matter is you can really find those high quality ingredients locally and create something very simple in your home. And um, you can say that it's gourmet, basically. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like it. So do you focus on specific cuisines or flavors that you share with us? Obviously, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I um, I, I always, I got actually. I think one of my biggest inspirations was when Chrissy Teigen. Wait, is that her name? Chrissy Teigen, John Legend's wife. Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. Something. It is okay. Sorry, I'm so bad with like pop star names and stuff. But um, uh, anyway, she came out with her book Cravings, and I had been thinking for so long if I ever did a book or if I ever did something, I would just call it Cravings because that's literally what I cook. And so I think when she came out with that, I was like, okay, Sabrina, you need to start moving because you're not going to have anything to work with if you don't just put your stuff out there, which which is not to mean anything in any way. I'm really happy for, for the book. It's really cute. But in my head, that's kind of that what pushed me because I also just cook what I crave, um, which is why I think it's kind of random, mm-hmm. <laughs> the stuff I put out. But I don't eat out a lot. So if I'm craving something that I want to get at a restaurant, I just try and create it at home. Yes. I, I think it's great. I think the variety that you offer uh, to your, your community is, is incredible. Cookie bars, your egg sandwiches, the list could go on and on, to be honest. Uh. <laughs> so, so sweet. I mean, it, the truth of the matter is we have to eat a lot. That's mm-hmm. what I try and, and say. It's like, it's not like something that just happens once a day. There's, there's a lot of food going through my house right now, so I might as well document it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then share, share with us out in the world that haven't come across that or looking for some inspiration, uh, not just on their yeah. own daily grind, but uh, what they do in the kitchen. I always look forward to or just looking for new recipes because I'm interested in, you know, trying new things out and just improving, improving my, my meals that I make at home so they taste better. So, uh, yeah. And also sometimes you just need that like thought process. My mom used to always tell us growing up, she'll cook us anything we want if we would just tell her what we wanted. Because half of the time, it's just creating that thought that's really difficult every week. So I try to try to make it easier for people to say, this is what I'm making this week. It was really easy. If you just want to make it, you don't have to think about this anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I think I think you make it easier for myself and other others that uh, follow your page or, you know, interact with all your recipes. So, yeah, speaking of, you know, your community, uh, people that follow you, can you share with us like a recent success story? I mean, you probably get so many DMs. Uh, every single day in regards to people that tried out your tried out your creations but can you share with us maybe one you don't have to mention their name but uh, something that's come across your plate (laughs) literally uh I don't know I mean I think that in general having anybody respond even when it's my little sister who's one of my biggest fans and my husband's friends they're all my great fans and Mm -hmm. um I always tell them you guys are my biggest fans and they're like competing but it's so it's just I don't think there's one specific instance other than um, just seeing that you inspired someone that they got up that morning and they were like, okay, I can just do this. And like knowing that you kind of ease them from having to think any more about it. But I guess on a, on a bigger scale that, and then on a more of a, I guess if you say success scale, Mm -hmm. it's always nice when someone like you or uh, other bigger name companies like uh, Barilla sent me a pasta box. They didn't even ask for anything in return. They just wanted to send me a gift bag. And I've had a couple other companies that have done things like that. And I'm like, that's so crazy that they found me. And 
Um, and it's still so, and I try to remind myself, like you said, it's still so new. And I look at these bigger accounts and it gives me motivation. Cause I'm like, okay, they've been doing this for so long. Like I need to be consistent. I need to try and, you know, just not feel bad. And, um, so it's always nice when a big company like that mm-hmm. actually recognizes you or likes one of your pictures and you're like, wow, it really does connect. So that was probably the most recent, um, like, wow moment. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Also, yeah, just speaking of pasta, your first post you have, or one of your traditions is pasta Sundays. Can you tell us more about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I guess in our house growing up, I mean, you can imagine most people ask us how we all weren't just, like, rolling around because we ate pasta so much growing up. But I think pasta was pretty much on the menu four days a week, but definitely on Sundays. And um, I think it probably had to do mostly with how long, if we were doing a red sauce, it took to cook. And you obviously, we didn't want to leave the stove on if we were leaving. So, and then how long it takes to make fresh pasta. And um, I think pasta Sunday just kind of was homey for me and it was a feeling that it's just natural and I've tried to like steer away from that as I got older trying to be like oh I don't need to eat as much pasta and then before I started basically gourmet I was like you know what (laughs) I love pasta and everyone should love pasta and never feel this way so I wanted to bring back a pasta sundae or encourage somebody to make their week easier to just have days of the week where they can say pasta sundae or even like a taco Tuesday or pizza Fridays but for me pasta Sunday was just it felt like home so that was comfortable for me to start with mm-hmm. that, that's that's great uh Sabrina and I, it was Mother's Day when yeah. I when I posted mm-hmm. so it kind of made sense mm-hmm. it's like a family a family meal together homemade tasting delicious obviously uh, the list could go yeah. on and on uh, and fairly simple mm-hmm. exactly yeah simple basically gourmet so yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah speaking of family do you think your parents or your family uh your background being italian or jordanian bread indian wed quite a mix has influence on your meals or even content creation oh yeah for sure i mean definitely growing up with parents who are immigrated from here i mean they're very traditional with the foods they eat like we Italian food in my house was Italian food that my mom had growing up in Italy and so uh my dad the same like Middle Eastern food for him is like very homey and I think a lot of times when you go out to a restaurant here which is so awesome that they have so many different like um culture group foods I really do love that but I think that it's different than what you get at home and um so taking the simplicity of their foods and what how they made at home and the beauty of it I think always shine to me to be like oh this is how you make chicken parmesan there's not like a thousand ingredients in it breadcrumbs chicken cheese like sauce so I think the simplicity of their just home-cooked food that they brought to me always inspired me to keep things simple and then obviously being raised in the South, I had my friends that they were all Southern growing up. So they were all like, their whole families were pretty much always from somewhere in the South. So I learned about collard greens and fried chicken and cornbread and just random other things that my parents, grits. I would never forget one of my girlfriends, I went and spent the night at her house. And 
we're still great friends. And she was like, you want some grits for breakfast? And I was like, what's grits? And they, and we were probably in middle school at that point. And so her, uh, her parents and her, they were like, what, you've never had grits before. So, you know, they brought that into my life. And then uh, being married to an Indian family. So my husband's family from India and they also immigrated here. So he's also a first generation American. And that's opened my eyes to a whole nother level of flavors that I just had no, uh, I just hadn't, hadn't been able to recreate in my home. And the truth of the matter was, is I was overcomplicating it. I would eat something in a restaurant at an Indian restaurant. I would come home, I would try and make it and I would put so many things in it and it would never taste right. And his mom is an amazing cook. And so me and her bonded in the kitchen and she would show me how she made things. And it was just so simple. And it reminded me of how my parents, you know, their cooking was always so simple. And so either way, yes, in short, sorry, but everybody's cooking and my background and where I am right now, it really plays a huge part in what I try and create and what I try and share with the public so that they have a taste of a taste of what my American plate is. Speaking of uh, America, it's such a melting pot in regards to you're you're not just bringing like flavors from down south, but you're you're bringing flavors from across the U.S. and even abroad too in regards to some of the recipes that you have on basically gourmet, uh, which is great. And I think it gives myself and others the opportunity to try out uh, recipes that we haven't uh, came across already. You know, in our we're based out of Chicago, so that's in the Midwest. So we have the the traditional Midwest uh, dishes are a little bit different than what what you see on a daily basis but I, I think it's really cool and then again you bring that gourmet able to make it uh, translate into more bite-sized pieces for us if that makes sense in regards to the yeah. recipes yeah I make it I guess a little bit more comfortable to mm-hmm. explore and maybe say I could make that at home I don't have to go to a to a restaurant to get it even though sometimes it is a lot easier to just go pick something up but yeah. sometimes <laughs> it's just nice to cook <laughs> yeah definitely or just just being able to uh, be able to make those recipes and not feel as intimidated you know watching the different yeah. professional chefs on tv on all the you know food and cooking shows or yes. what we read online or uh, in magazines or wherever you find find your local food news or uh, you know follow the local foodies and whatnot but definitely you always know in the back of your head you're like I know you're not washing your own dishes and (laughs) (laughs) so I definitely am washing my own dishes here (laughs) yes yep here like likewise you're a true daily grinder doing our dishes (laughs) and whatnot so yeah speaking for our daily grinders out there do you have advice on ways to find a balance like you did with cooking and for example you know someone that likes to cook and then has like a stressful job or even even too in your own story uh closing out a house and even with a baby on the way uh different life experiences yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that advice to balance those things would be first you have to have the goal right you have to know what you're thinking a lot of times I think we get caught up in wanting to do more and just getting stuck on that idea without actually quantifying or qualifying or putting meaning to what that means so I think the first step is having that goal and saying hey I want to do x like I want to own a home and um, in my mind I made that a goal and I didn't really think about all of the small details to get there, but I made that a really strong goal in my head. And I felt like naturally my life was moving toward that direction because I knew that was my goal. So decisions I'd made in my day-to-day life 
where in thoughts like, okay, I probably shouldn't buy this because I'm saving because I do want to have a house. And um, so I think that would be the first thing that motivates me to keep a balance is having my goal and then just waiting for the right opportunity for that goal to happen. And then if I wait too long, then um, I think I sit down and I breathe and I look at my day and I think, where can I put that in? And if I can, then I should. And if I can't, then I don't stress out about it. And I say, well, maybe right now is not the right time. And, um, and then I just come back to that goal later, like I've done with basically gourmet. I mean, I thought about it for years and it just never felt like the right time until it did. So I'll encourage people to have their goal, keep it up close and first, you know, keep it in the forefront of their mind and don't be discouraged if just right now isn't the right time for you to be able to balance that with the rest of your life. Because I think that if you have the goal, you'll make the decisions in your everyday life to get meeting that goal really well said sabrina that that's really great takeaways for our listeners out there we're really goal driven on this podcast as well so being able to you being a real life example to our listeners out there and us creating those goals but again you don't have to do everything at the same time you can spread them out and Mm -hmm. every everyone's daily grind is completely different like i have different short-term and long-term goals than other people uh, or even yourself exactly so you need to you know be able be aware of your surroundings and uh, what's what's in front of you and what's yet to come in the future and, and strive mm-hmm. towards those make progress uh, baby steps some things yes. don't happen overnight so don't exactly mm-hmm. and I think if you have the thought form you know and just be true to yourself and who you are and, um, it makes things easier because maybe you we get so consumed sometimes with what society presents us as a norm and that may be something we feel like we should want, but if you just take a second and think about it, it may not be one of your goals, and that's why it's not really attainable for you to balance in your life. And so it's really important, and it's really personal. Like you said, our goals are completely different, and I think just recognizing that makes it easier for for us to not compare ourselves either. Yep, re- really well said, Sabrina. So, yeah, speaking of balance, you also provide on your, your social media a dash of lifestyle uh, within Basically Gourmet. Can you tell us more about your inspiration, too, on the lifestyle side and also some key takeaways for our listeners and spicing up their lifestyle taste? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that lifestyle-wise, it's, I have some things that I'll just love. And I feel like I love them so much or they've helped me so much just make my day smoother or I've appreciated that item like in my life that I want to share it. And so I've always been that way to where even when I like I never believed in Swiffers, I thought they were just something crazy that just the commercials talked about. And then when I met my husband, uh, he had a Swiffer and I didn't believe him that it worked. And then I used it and I was so amazed. I just wanted to tell all of my friends, I was like, you guys, like, this thing is amazing. Like I vacuumed and then I Swiffered after the vacuum and there was still stuff on the Swiffer. And now I think that was more so where I was getting at with lifestyle. It's like, Hey, this is something I discovered in my life that other people may be hesitant on or may not even know about that I want to share. And I think that at the end of the day, some advice I would give to listeners for maybe spicing up their lifestyle taste is if you see something you want and it's attainable for you, just get it and see because the idea of not knowing 
is sometimes worse than just getting it and either it really loving it or being disappointed because at least at that point you know my mom always asks me when I think of these kind of things like oh should I do this or you know regardless if it's with travel or if it's with buying a certain object she'll say is it going to change the kind of life that you have will you not be able to send you know to buy the same kind of car you want are you not going to be able to afford the same house you want if it's money wise I mean which usually things have have to do with that um, or even if it's taking off work, are you going to lose your job or things like that? And she's like, if the answer is no, then you should just do it. But if the answer is yes, then maybe you should sleep on it and think about it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of take things into that when I add stuff to my life. And I would share that with, with listeners to where if you do see something that you want, then you should just get it. If it's not going to change things, and and I think that that it'll be worth it for you to know, regardless if it's something that was positive or negative impactful in your life that's really great sabrina i think you hit the nail on the head again in regards to just focusing in on what what you're interested in don't just buy something or purchase something just because someone else has it but look into perspective like hey is this going to benefit me down the road or in my own lifestyle does it add spice to my life and es essentially and I think I like your point too and just reflecting on things uh, before you make those purchases or just adding it to your wish list on Amazon or uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, even too it, it's not just um, not just the you know material items but also maybe experiences as well so if you're looking to book mm -hmm. that trip somewhere I mean with COVID going on travel is down but yeah, uh, that's, a, yeah. that's a little bit different now but <laughs> Uh, I guess down the road or even in the summer, we were able to more locally travel with within the States, basically. And time is valuable. So making the most, whether it's with family or even just uh, with virtual experiences too, uh, being able to have a video call with someone or participating in some online event. Mm -hmm. Don't clutter yourself with too much uh, thing items on your plate. Because I think sometimes just having the simple things in life are important and able to to value those as well but don't feel uh, don't be discouraged if you have something that is on your wish list that you've been waiting for a while but do make do make that purchase or do make that investment in yourself uh if, if it adds value and it's something that you enjoy i i think that's i th think that's super essential because life is short Definitely. And at the end of the day, if you're going to spend so much time thinking about it, for me, it actually used to be restaurants. I know that sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I really wonder, but what if it's not good? What if it is good? And I would have this restaurant on my list for, I mean, ages, sometimes years. And I would never go because either the menu was too expensive or I just didn't know if it was going to be good and I didn't want to go and risk it. Mm -hmm. And um, finally, I was like, Sabrina, just go. Mm -hmm try it and you can stop thinking about it so you have to weigh like sometimes that uh, that mental stress that you're putting on yourself over something is not worth the actual act of just going to do it and, and figuring out the results but like again just closing yeah. around that's very personal for everybody I don't know if many people have that experience with restaurants <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I could say yeah I could say with restaurants or different events or just different activities that I do. I would say with with the restaurant, I've had I've gone to to bad restaurants before. But looking in the the bright side of things, when after I have that restaurant experience, like it's such a great story to tell. Sometimes, uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> things that could happen, or even not just with restaurants, but even different experiences. If I go to a sporting event or or one pre COVID, 
or just uh, things I participate in or I know during winter time, I guess when the weather is a little bit more colder out, it's still kind of mild to be honest, but I used to go ice skating a decent amount and uh, sometimes you like I'm not I'm no pro ice skater by any means, but like if I slip <laughs> and fall, it's like so funny to, to tell. Yeah, <laughs> so. it is. You're right. It's just mm-hmm. it's something to just go out there and and do so Mm -hmm. yeah exactly just just go do it and uh you know make the most of it in your daily grind and going back to to your sabrina on um on what you enjoy you know do something you're interested in and i think we said this on previous episodes too but like participate in stuff that you're passionate about and uh don't be discouraged by others that have different passions than you i think it's completely fine to be original and be yourself when it comes to taking on a new recipe or going outside your comfort zone. So, yeah. Yes, and I think that makes for the happiest life because why not, if you have to choose an easy or hard decision, choose the easy one, which, I mean, there are definitely hard decisions you have to make, and I don't mean um, that the easy decisions are always be the hardest or will always be easy in a sense, but it'll be something that's most natural for you. And I think that your happiness, if when, when, when you're happy – your surroundings are happy and you can see a little bit more clearly to what's best for you and not be clouded by what other people may be thinking or needing or wanting or doing and I think that that helps me a lot with the ball with the blog because sometimes I do ask what people want to see but then at the end of the day I'm like you know what why don't you just do what you like and then see who likes the same thing Mm -hmm. and it makes my week a lot easier when I do it that way so Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always nice. That's 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 great. Yeah, really well said. Just having that uh, positive mindset and being yourself. I think it's those are really great takeaways for our listeners out there. So yeah, Sabrina, we talked about your your daily schedule. You're in you're in the kitchen. You're you're helping people in physical in the realm of physical therapy. You're doing a lot of great things in the world. What's on your daily grind? I guess I mean we're basically end of December. So <laughs> what's on your daily grind? Uh, starting starting New Year. So I guess 2021. Yeah, so starting New Year's, me and one of my good friends, um, we decided, I mentioned this briefly earlier, to purchase a pediatric uh, therapy clinic. So that's going to be a huge part of my daily grind next, the beginning of next year, just jumping in on that, picking up help where it's needed, and just getting an idea of how, how business works and having staff and having patients and um, so that's that's going to be probably the biggest addition. Um, other than that, probably my growing belly. So that will, I'm sure, impact my daily grind and just staying healthy and trying to like stay focused on my uh, my health, my you know exercise and nutrition, and making sure that I'm giving myself and little growing baby all everything I can to just promote a healthy lifestyle. Great to hear, Sabrina. Super congrats on the pediatric uh, therapy clinic and uh, baby on the way. So as we say on the daily grind, keep up the grind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sabrina, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there or even an inspirational quote or saying? Something I would I say often to my friends and people I care about. So that would include everybody. I care about so many people and even people I don't know is make a decision and stick with it. And I think that that's something that just can get you from feeling stuck to get you moving and onto that next step. 
I think that's a perfect quote and it fits really well with today's episode, Sabrina. Uh, last but not least, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you, want to follow you on social, how can they do so after this podcast? Yeah, so um, they could go to my website, www.basicallygourmet.com, and there's like a little link on there to subscribe to emails, and so that'll get them new posts, whether it's recipes or lifestyle posts, and then I'm on Instagram at basicallygourmet, and then that is, I I do have a Pinterest, you could try and find me on there, I'm still working on that one though, (laughs) but I would love any support on there as well, so I'm pretty much all over the social media scene. And you could definitely always feel free to message me. And obviously my, my profile is public, so anybody can find it and shoot me a message if you guys ever need anything. I really appreciate you finding me and reaching out to me to do this. It's been really cool. Wonderful. We'll put Sabrina's contact info in today's show notes. As always, a big thank you to Sabrina for being on the podcast. It's coffee time all the time. Head over to our Instagram on Sundays where we have our new feature, Sippin' Sundays. Each week, we'll be featuring a new coffee brand and review that flavor based on our Daily Grind podcast scorecard. So head over to Instagram, check out our reviews, and recommend one of your faves. Let's give a quick shout out to our Daily Grinders listening to us on the pod or have been grinding with us since season one. Feel free to check out our journey so far and share your feedback with us. Give us a rating and quick review on Apple. Virtual high five to you in advance. Thanks for listening to The Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and comp our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our intern, Aiden Donaldson.